Welcome to an audio teaching from Windsor Park Baptist Church in Auckland, New Zealand. If you would like to look at the message notes or see some questions for reflection that take their lead from today's teaching, head to our website, windsorpark.org.nz and head to the online tab where you'll see services and series and you can download different resources from there. Thanks for joining us and we hope you're encouraged by today's teaching. As I'm sitting here in front of you representing the Bible Society in New Zealand, I am conscious that I'm just one of many called by God to journey with Him, making His truth available to everyone, everywhere. All of us are called to represent God wherever we may find ourselves, and there is no greater privilege than knowing that God chose you. My hope is to encourage you to find within yourself how God is calling you to partner with Him as I share with you the Word, weaving in a glimpse into the Bible Society's mission. For us to understand our calling, we must take direction from the Bible. We will be reflecting on a few parts of Scriptures, with the first being in the book of Romans. For context, we know that this writing in chapter 10 is Paul's heartfelt prayer for the people of Israel to be saved as they will hold on to their commitment to be saved by works and keeping the law of Moses. So today's reading comes from Romans 10 verse 14 to 25. But how can they call on Him to save them unless they believe in Him? And how can they believe in Him if they have never heard about Him? And how can they hear about Him? unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. Now let's reflect on some of the key questions Paul is asking. How will they believe if no one tells them? How will anyone go unless they are sent? These questions require a response, and our response at the Bible Society is in doing the work of Bible translation, publishing, distribution, and Bible engagement. In 1804, the first Bible Society opened its doors to begin the important work of Bible translation, and from here the movement has grown to 154 Bible Societies globally, working across 240 countries and territories. The Bible Society New Zealand have been part of this important work for over 177 years and continues to faithfully serve the wider mission. Our mission aligns with Paul's heart and desire for everyone to hear the message. For us, it is in making the Bible accessible to everyone and encouraging interaction with it. Our vision is unanswering to this call is summarized by the abbreviation TRET to translate, restore, Eradicate, Advocate, and Distribution Translation of Advocating for and Distribution of the Bible are activities we can do, but eradicating and transforming an old life to a God-purpose new life and restoring the presence and power of the Bible in our homes and lives can only be done by the Holy Spirit. I encourage us to reflect again on these questions presented by Paul. Think about the multicultural environment we find ourselves in here in New Zealand and globally. Represented amongst us are people from many different cultures speaking multiple languages. Think for a moment what it would feel like if you didn't have a Bible written in your own language. Look at the Bible in your hand. What language Bible do you have and in how many different formats do you have that available to you? You may be fortunate to speak another language as well. And you may even have a Bible available in your second or third language. This is where our work comes in. 
For the sake of time, I will highlight only two of the three key pillars driving our mission, which is addressing Bible poverty and Bible engagement, albeit some elements address Bible literacy as well. These are but several things that we do through the support of faithful people like yourselves. What is Bible poverty? The focus here is doing Bible translation work and making scriptures available in the language of the people groups and making it accessible in a medium of their choice. This can be a printed Bible, New Testament or scripture portions or digital audio or visual resources. Again, context is everything to appreciate the scope of the work required. Currently, there are around 8.04 billion people in the world with 7,117 known languages. It is a sobering thought knowing that there is still 1.5 billion people who do not have the full Bible in their language, with 51% of the world's languages having no scripture at all. Thanks to the efforts of Bible societies and other Bible translation agencies, the full Bible is available in 733 languages spoken by 5.9 billion people as of the start of 2023, with over 70% of these translated by the United Bible Societies Fellowship. Another 1,622 languages have the New Testament and the 1,255 have portions of Scripture, so altogether 7.2 billion people have some Scripture in their mother tongue. A total of 3,776 languages, which are more than half the world's languages and used by 201 million people, still have no scripture at all. In 2022, Bible societies collectively have completed scripture translations for 723 million, with 100 million people receiving their first translations through 14 first full Bibles and 5 first New Trans Testaments. Outside our international translation support, Locally, we have recently completed the translation of the first full Bible for the people of Tokelau. This translation is currently going through the final checks and balances before we typeset, publish and launch in 2025. We also continue work on a new Maori translation for a new generation and have started the process of recording a Maori audio Bible. All these initiatives, to name but a few, address the need of taking the Bible to the people who otherwise won't have access to it. Let us now look at the mandate given by Jesus in Matthew 28 verse 19 to 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of age. We know that the word therefore follows the statement Jesus made before giving this instruction to go when he said in verse 18, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven on earth. The invitation is there for all of us. And it's easy to say, Lord, surely not me. There must be other people out there that are better equipped to lead, teach and journey with others. Through responses like this, we usually try to deflect what God has already prepared in us for the work ahead of us. In contrast to the questions of Paul, Jesus instructs and empowers His disciples to go and be what He's called us to be. Warren Wiesber noted that whenever God works, He chooses the right worker, uses the right plan and acts at the right time. So as the Bible Society, we see this also as an instruction to us to help foster engagement with the Bible. So in response to Jesus' instruction to teach these new disciples, 
We see Bible engagement as an area where we can make a difference in fostering a discipline in the way people read, interact, meditate, and apply scriptures to their daily lives. The next four slides provide a snapshot of how we serve the New Zealand church and communities through the Bible and Christian resources, grants, specially developed products, and engagement with projects. Bible Society understand that from the beginning to the end, the Bible is one big story. Sometimes this big story can seem too big to complicate it and not relevant in our busy lives today. That is where we believe we make a difference in serving the church, schools, individuals and communities with resources that help make sense of the Bible. So now that we have learned a little bit more about Bible Society and our work, let us reflect on a final story from the Bible that will help us land our sharing today. The calling of Moses helps us recognize our own inhibitions, but encourage us to partner with God in saying yes when He calls your name. For context again, we pick up the story in Exodus 2 verse 23 to 25. Years passed and the king of Egypt died, but the Israelites continued to groan under the burden of slavery. They cried out for help and their cry rose up to God. God heard their groaning and He remembered His covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. He looked down to the people of Israel and knew it was time to act. We see in this passage something of the heart of God in how He responds to the cry of His people and deciding to act upon it. This gives us confidence in that when we pray, God listens. And in His time, in His way and will, he will respond. We also need to appreciate that the Israelites didn't have access to scriptures, Christian leaders, and other organizations that could help them on their spiritual journey the way we do today. So here are some key points we can take from the calling of Moses. The first thing is, it is God who calls. Exodus 3 verse 4 says, When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. Here I am, Moses replied. So let us revisit this one question presented by Paul in our opening scripture in How Will Anyone Go and Tell Them Without Being Sent? God provides us understanding and strategy as a second part. Exodus 3 verse 7 to 8. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. This is God's rescue plan, and Moses is invited to partner with God. The third thing we pick up here is that God sends, Exodus 3 verse 10. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must leave my people of Israel out of Egypt. Then we also see that it's God who empowers in Exodus 3, 10 to 11. But Moses protested to God, Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you, and this is your sign that I am with the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. Note that there was no time to question God. Moses only presented reasons for not accepting the mission, but in all things God always has us covered with uh, when we put our trust in Him. In closing, the call is there for all of us, as per the Great Commission, to go and make disciples. 
The learning from Scripture today clearly shows God's message to you and me. He sees us, hears us, calls us to partner with Him. He sends us, empowers us, leads us, and promises to never leave or forsake us. I will leave you with this quote from Philip Ryken. The God who saves is the God who sends. Thus, every follower of Christ receives two callings, first to salvation and then to service. Each of us is called to serve the God of the burning bush, whether we are preachers or postmen, bridge builders or homemakers, God has work for us to do. So, there's the invitation to you and me to journey with Him. Come join with us in this mission of taking God's good news to everyone in New Zealand and every nation in the world. Amen. Thank you for joining our audio teaching today. If there are ways that we can continue to support you or help you in your journey, please reach out to us. Head to our website, windsorpark.org.nz, and you'll find various ways to contact us. God bless.